I'm glad you're here this morning. I hope you brought your Bible with you, the only Bible there really is. Others are commentaries at best, man's opinion at best. So I hope you brought your King James Bible with you. If you did, turn to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, please. Book of Jeremiah in chapter number 6. Jeremiah chapter number 6. Jeremiah chapter number 6. Thank you so much for being here this morning. We have, uh, this has always been a problem, uh, new or old. Uh, it's more prevalent seemingly today uh, than it used to be. Maybe it's just because we're living here now. But which, which should we follow? New stuff? Old stuff? What, what, what are we supposed to follow? Now you have your opinion, and I have my opinion. And this is where the Word of God comes in and says, that doesn't matter, that doesn't matter. What God says is all that should matter. Is that right? That's why we have a Bible. That's why it's called the Word of God. It's not called man's Word. It's called the Word of God. And so I want to talk to you about that this morning. Look in Jeremiah chapter number 6 and verse number 16. Verse number 16. Listen to me, fellas. Okay. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Wherein is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. You say, man, that sounds good. Look at the next verse. But they said, we will not walk therein. Now, everything that the, the beginning of this verse says, it sounds so positive or so hopeful. And they're listening to all this, and they simply said, yeah, we're not going to. So I'm asking you this morning before we get started, old or new, which one should we listen to? Now, I want to help you this morning, but you're going to have to listen on purpose. I'm needing everybody's undivided. Oh, do me a favor. If you happen to have a cell phone, happen to have one, uh, check your cell phone, check your, eye, uh, your iPhone, your iWatch, your, check your eyes, make sure they're open. And uh, if, you, if you would, I know what's going to happen. It'll go off, and you'll say, I thought I'd turn that off. If you'll just check it for me, please, I'd appreciate it very, very much. Turn the thing down, turn it off. You say, I'm expecting an important phone call. Then you should go out into the foyer until that phone call comes in, and come on back in, okay? Would you do that for me? Father, thank you for the Bible. I ask you to help me to help the people. Uh, Lord, I am sold on this, uh, have been ever since I found out what was right decades ago. And I don't want my mind to ever change on this. And so I ask you once again to help us to understand what is the big deal? What makes the difference? Does it make a difference? How do we know what's new, what's old? How do we go about doing this? Let me help your people this morning with the Bible, God's Word. Not my opinion, not their opinion, but God's absolute, infinite, all-knowing, absolutely right Word of God. Help me, please, and I'll thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. May be seated. It has been said, don't bring anything new to Pastor Bell. He didn't like anything that's new. That's not true. I like new cars. I like new houses. I like new babies. I like, I like new bus routes. I like new clothes. Uh, I like I like new uh, newlyweds. I like new converts. See, I like a lot of new stuff. I like new starts. I like new years. 
Okay, that way I get started again. So there's a lot of new things I like. You say, but, but here's the thing. I'm against anything that's new. That does not go along with that which is right and old. Let me say that again. I am not against things that are new as long as they do not go against anything that's right that is old. Time for new stuff. As long as it doesn't go against what's old and established. You follow me? Okay, I'm going to try to prove something to you. What should we follow, preacher? I'm here. I'm listening to you. What, what should I follow? A lot of good new stuff coming down the pike. What should we do here? Uh, you know how old stuff is. You know, as soon as you hear the word old, it's like, oh, uh, oh, what are we going to do here? Let me help you a little bit. First of all, the Bible instructs us not only to follow old paths, but search them out. So it says right there in the verse. Search for the old paths. So it doesn't just say follow them. It says search for them. Find them. Find out what those old paths are. Secondly, the word of God teaches the good way is in the old path. So not only should I search for them, it says ahead of time, that's where the good ways are, in the old path. Okay? And now, watch. Thirdly, it says this. If you want to get rest for your souls, today's people are going crazy. We don't even know why we run into each other, shoot each other, cuss out each other, short-tempered. And I'm talking about Christians. We're just going berserk. Our homes are a mess. Our society is a mess. And we, we say, no, I know what I'm doing. Well, evidently we don't. And yet the Bible said here, in those old paths, if you'll walk in those old paths, you'll find rest for your soul. Wouldn't it be nice Godliness with contentment is a great game. Great game. So what we have here, how do you know, though, that the old path, how do you know that the old path, preacher, is the better path? First of all, God said so. Now, you think that would settle it right there, right? Yeah, just because God, don't talk back to God. Don't do that. God said this is the best way. This is the good way, and you need to walk therein. If you don't know that, search for it. And I want you to see. See how they're working? God said, I want you to, so the first thing I find out about the old path, how do I know this is the best way? Well, first of all, God said so. God said so. Old paths are well-trodden path. You can't have a path unless it's been trodden to make it a path. In order to do that, a lot of people had to go down through there. Um, I don't want to get into all that. Uh, anyway, the old paths are established. They do not change. Old paths don't change. They're there. That's what, that's what happens. So you're looking for something that's been well-trodden, well-observed, easy to find, easy to pick out. The old paths are not based upon somebody's belief. It's based upon the Word of God. Now, you may say, yeah, well, I have an opinion. Uh, okay. Uh, compared to God's Word, really, seriously, what does that amount to? Now, the Bible said, let God be true and every man a liar. He said, did you just call me a liar? No, God did that. And so God said, I, I, I have to be right. I'm God. I know everything, and I cannot. It's impossible for God to lie. Therefore, if somebody's going against God's word, it's not God that's lying or misleading. It's someone else that's doing that. Also, you can see. Let, let me help you. You can see the end of the old paths, but you cannot see the end of new paths. So what happens here is that, why, why do I say that? Because old paths, there's history. There's history to it. 
So there's no guesswork. I'm looking at history and going, wow, that worked, and well, that worked, and you know, that worked, and well, that worked, and oh, that didn't work, and that worked. But the new path, it's guesswork. You're, you, you don't really know what's going on. The new paths are unproven. They, they really are. They're unproven. You do not want to chance your marriage on something new. You want to chance your church on something new. You want to chance your family on something new. You want to chance eternal salvation on something new. Really, you want to do that? The new paths keep changing, and you know that's true. Uh, when it comes to our schools, when it comes to our children, when it comes to family, when it comes to medicine, when it comes to, to teaching, anything that happened, every couple of years they have to change again. You say, well, our society changes. Exactly right. That's the problem. We're trying to change to keep up with society. Society, all it has to do is adjust to God and we'll find peace to our souls and the good ways. So what happens here, it just keeps changing. What if while you're headed down the new good paths, supposedly, it changes? So you don't think about that. Think about this a little bit. Example, you're on your way to heaven according to a new path. And it's a good path. Man, you ought to get on this path. This is the way to get to heaven. And you go, wow, that's new. I think I'll buy into that. What happens if while you bought into that, 10 years down the road, they change it? Whoops. Okay, how about this? Something maybe you can relate to. Family. Let's talk about raising children. And uh, well, downer. Uh, let's talk about raising children here. Everybody's wanting something to get a hold of. So we're buying new books. We're going on Google and reading new stuff. And, and I'm just telling you ahead of time. I'm telling you ahead of time. I'm telling you ahead of, if you keep track of it, I've been at this for 51 years. And so I've seen patterns of things and how they change. And so what you see is this is the way to raise children. No, no, you know, we found out something better. That's the way to raise children. You know something? We, we found something else out. This is the way to change children. So every three to five years, they're changing everything again. Now, what happens if while you're doing their good new method, by the time your kids are middle teens or late teens, you go like, what in the world? It didn't work. Right. Now, what are you going to do? Right. That's a new path. It's unsettled. You don't know. There's no history to it yet. That's why it's called new. How about a Bible? You hear me make absolute statements about the King James Bible. The only reason I do that is because I'm right and you're not. You make grand statements that you've never studied out. It's just something somebody told you. If you've never studied out biblical history, you're guessing at best by what somebody else told you. And uh, so let's assume you buy into a new Bible. And you say, boy, this is an easy read. Man, this is almost like reading Reader's Digest or a comic book. Yeah, this is so much. And it even comes with pictures. This is slanted towards women. And that one's slanted towards children. And this is slanted towards... What happens if you start trusting this Bible and uh, there you are, you bought into all of this and uh, the publisher says, we've added some new stuff again. What are you going to do? Unproven, keep changing, turn it around, make things happen all the time. The, the new paths are man's belief. Now how solid can that be? Man's belief. As opposed to, thus saith the word of God. Now personally, I have nothing against you, but I'd rather trust God. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just being foolish. What is he basing his belief on, this person that has his belief? Where is he getting his foundation for what he's preaching and teaching to other people? Where are you getting this from? 
Well, I've just always believed. Can I clear this up? All of us started off as these little slimy messes, right? At that time, you didn't believe or know anything. So along the way, whatever you have picked up, read after, or heard, that's what causes you to believe what you believe. Have you ever thought about picking up a Bible and listening to God? If you're saved, it starts making all kinds of sense and starts fitting together. So what do we have here? If he does not know the future, if a man does not know the future, and he doesn't, he's simply not following good history, where is he getting the proof for what he's doing? The Bible says, stand ye in the ways. There's a lot of them, aren't there? The devil is good at providing all kinds of ways. What are I haven't tried that one. I didn't. Well, yeah, but there's another one over here. Well, you know, I think this one's going to be better. And they're just everywhere. There's all kinds of ways for salvation, what church to attend, Bibles, uh, what truth is. I mean, they're out there. They're everywhere. And God says, okay, 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 stand in the ways. And then you know what he says after that? And see. God knows we like truth. So God didn't say, just trust me. Though he does in a lot of places. But here he said, just see. Don't take off in a direction and hope that's going to be all right. Stand in the ways and see. Look for the proof of it. Find out where it's leading. Quit running down. That didn't work. Well, I think this is right, and you bump into it. Well, that didn't work. You're wasting time. You're getting hurt. You're misleading other people. And he said, then when you do this, when you see the outcome of that path, that right path, those have to be wrong paths. This is the outcome. Then he says to us, what we need to do is ask for it. So I'm looking. Then he says, ask. Ask for it. Hey, what, what's the good path? What, what, what's the old path? Well, see, if you see down here, there's proof to that because it has history. It's a well-trodden path. You don't have a path by walking over one time. Right. New paths are not paths. They're, they're just a direction somebody went. The more they're trodden, and if it doesn't work, pretty soon that path grows over because nobody travels it anymore. So here's what you have to understand. And he said, ask, ask for what? What did he say ask for? The old path. Now, as soon as you mention old, you think of somebody like me. Boy, that guy's old. What are we looking at him for? Yeah, anyway. Which way has been trodden the longest? Your 14-year-old way? You look at somebody like Brother Storm. Brother Storm is way up in age. And though physically he may not be able to do what he used to, experientially and the word of God and the well-trodden paths, he's learned real well. But the, our world has taught him. He's old. He don't know what he's talking about. Oh, and you're 14 and you do. Or, I'm sorry, you're 30 and got it all together already. What about the old paths? He said, well, I think, that sounds pretty good. That sounds solid. That sounds like something you can trust in. How about this? And God said. So which one should I listen to? I think or and God said. Suppose God is a little older than you maybe. 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 Let's just go that way for a while. And he knows the beginning of a path and the ending of a path and everything that's on the path. Would that make sense? He's called God for a reason. You're not. 
And so what God is trying to do here is simply this. Old paths is where the good way is. That's what he said. Look, I'm telling you right now, the old paths, now I want you to see it. I want you to inquire about it. I want you to ask about it. And when you find it, I want you to start walking there. I want you to live there. I want you to follow that one. It just, it, when I explain this, doesn't that just seem to be safer? Make sense? Uh, hundreds of people have walked this path before. I can see what's going on down there. It's obvious to me. Yeah, but this one's new. Who knows, right? That's, that's the catch. Who knows? Maybe this is right. We'll talk about that in a minute. You are nervous about your marriage, raising your children church attendance, which one to go to, how to dress, what Bible is right. Your soul is constantly, totally in turmoil. Why? Because the Bible teaches us here. I, I, and what I want to talk to you about is this. I was uh, saved in 1972, April 15th, 1972. And uh, I was born in 1952. So I lived out in the world for, and many of you know my story about all that. But here's maybe what you don't know. And I'm not trying to bring up things to stir up your mind, but I'm just letting you know, in 20 years, which isn't a long time, in 20 years, let me describe to you some of the things that happened during this time. I was saved in 1952. I'm sorry, I was born in 1952. I was saved in April 1972. That's 20 years, okay? And so what happened during that short 20 years that most of you don't know anything about? Let's see, you had the greasers, the beach bums, the beatniks, the swingers. You had the greasers, you had the hippies, you had the drug area, you had the make love, not war, that was the 70s. You had folk singers, ballad singers, love songs, rock and roll, hard rock, acid rock, heavy metal. You had also uh, more women in the workforce, more daycares running our children, more state to state required moving if you want this job. Divorce on the increase, pregnancies on the increase, suicides are up, rebellion is up against any establishment making difference, homosexuality is up, pornography is up. These are all new paths. These are all new paths. These are all new. To us, they're all new paths. And God said, okay, stand in the way. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. He said, okay, we'll just stand there and look at them. Okay. Now, here's what you need to do. I want you to see. Check out that one. Check out that. He didn't say go down them. He said see. Other people are, have been trodden. Look at it. See what their assessment, see how it turns out for them. You're not an exception to the, well, maybe it'll turn out right for me. That is just stupid. I'm sorry, that's just foolish. I'm sorry, that's just ignorant. That's not smart. What you're going to do, you're looking here and go like this. Well, those people seem to know what they're doing. They did that for 30 years and they're still doing it. Right there. And so what happens during this whole time is you also find out they are these are all new paths that dominated my young life. Just trying this, trying that, rebellion against parents. You don't know what you're talking about. When am I going to get a chance to live? How come I can't do this? What's wrong with that over there? And it's all guesswork about new paths that keep coming up in our lives. So I tried to find out when I got saved, okay, do I go back to the old things? Uh, the old things in my life, which would be these things here, or, huh, well, that's good, well, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense, then I'd look at people, look, here's the instruction, here's the vision, why is it you always want to pick out the guy that failed, you got 300 people in church, you go, I know that guy, he failed, okay, well, how about pick out a good illustration, 
You want to hang on the bad one so that you can go do it too. Why don't you just say something? That guy seems to be happy. He seems to know what he's doing. No, here's what you do. Uh, that bum on the front row right there. Say, that's why I don't come to church because that creep. Now, so what happens here is simply this. I tried to figure out, I went through all of this, I tried all of this, I was a part of all of this, and it ruined my life. So therefore, I saw it, it didn't work out, I saw it, it didn't work out, I saw it, it, and then, this. This was new to me, but it's the oldest path. It's the oldest path. I just wasn't familiar with it to know how, am I on? I am on, right? Can y'all hear me? Okay, good. That's a bad time to ask, isn't it? Trying the paths before you know what's on it, that just doesn't sound right, does it? Well, who knows? Maybe it'll turn out right. Okay. So what happens is you say, but, but you seem to have saddled yourself in the old path. How did I do that? Listen to me very carefully. I don't know what's up with a new generation, or maybe this isn't new anyway, but when I got saved, my brother who won me to Christ, uh, I simply did what he told me to do. Whatever happened to, okay. Can somebody tell me what's wrong with that? When somebody says, well, here's what it says in the Bible. Oh, you know, I wasn't taught that way. Oh, okay. What, what do I do tonight? Well, we, we go back to church. Ready? Okay. See, the problem is you know too much about what you don't know. I didn't know anything. So when somebody said, well, God wants you to get baptized next weekend, as soon as possible, I said, okay. You keep fussing with things, and you're in a turmoil all the time because thus saith the word of God. You're not being honest with yourself to look at paths and go, ah, that didn't work out right. That's not going to turn out right. Been down there and done that. That didn't work either. When are you going to get on this path and see that it does work? There are failures on every path. But God, God said, God said, herein is the good way. On this path is the good way. Old or new, preacher, which one should I follow? I simply followed the established, right, Christian, word of God path. You can't mix them up. Do not mix them up. You do that, you're off the path. It's all Christ's way or no way at all. To me, it's a no-brainer. The new is unproven. Keeps changing. Man's belief. Totally unfounded. Totally unfounded. You do know now that we're sending, uh, um, uh, what do they call it? In outer space. Uh, no. Satellites. They're blowing up their own evolution. Well, space past this point, uh, this is what's happening. And come find out it's not true at all. But for decades, they've been teaching brainless little children in, in schools. This is what's out there. There's a big black hole. We're all going to be swallowed up. Come find out it's not true. And Pluto's not the last planet. They don't teach us in school. There's a whole lot they haven't been teaching in school. So what happens here is this. The old path, proven results for centuries, for centuries, for centuries, proven by millions of people. God's word never changes. It's not man's opinion or man's belief. It's founded on the word of God who the word itself has been proven for hundreds and hundreds of years. Don't you understand if somebody could finally prove that book to be wrong, they would have done it now so we can just go and do what we want. But these goofy Christians keep reminding us to live right, reminding us we ought to be in church, remind us we're not doing things right. You know where we get all this from? The word of never changing God. 
that's where we get all this from. So let's talk about a couple of things, okay? Let's talk about new or old families. There's a lot of that going on, even in Christians. The new. Now, by the way, don't take my word for it. Stand and see. Now, what he said? Stand, okay, just, just watch them. Without being judgmental, just honestly give it an honest look. Just look at it. See what's going on. Don't take my word for it. 65% or more of all homes are single parent. In Christian schools, I have in my Bible class 12 students. Ten of them are raised by one parent. That's not the way God did it. God, God said, no, no, that's not my plan. That's not my plan. So now we have a path that we've been trying and it's not working. Okay, God said, here's my plan. Why won't you try that? Dads work 40, 50 hours a week, drink, have a few beers, watch some TV, and go to bed. That's life. Yeah. It's inviting to me. No, it's not either. Mom works also 50 hours, 40 hours, fed up with being a nobody because the world has told her she has no real career. She really doesn't work for a living. A mom doesn't work for a living? Seriously. You mean for money outside the home? Yeah, she, she works. She, amen, ladies. I'm allowing you. There we go. Okay. Ready? Kids are left to themselves way too much. We can't understand why they're running the streets because there's nobody at home to guide them. You don't need another gymnasium. That's not the problem with the west side of Ottawa. I'll tell you what we need here in just a moment. You see, there's too much TV, wrong music, rebellion, back-talking, gang member clothes, and left to public schools to teach and train, and we can't figure out what's wrong with them. But that's a new path. Look at the building we've got right around the corner here. It's gigantic. You need big buildings and nice stuff to teach people. It just doesn't work when you don't have big buildings and, and can't play football and you can't go to cheerleading and you can't play soccer. You know you can't have a good education without all of that. Really? I hope you come to our school graduation Sunday night at the end of the month. It'll be a new path for you. You'll see it for yourself. I hope that you show up for that. Child rearing, most cases, grandparents are raising their children's children. Because, listen to me, it's the grandparents in our generations that are probably the last of the responsible people to do things like that. But that was an old path. I have a question for you. Are you out running around making babies? Who's going to watch them? Because you're not done running. You know that. And you know your grandparents will. That's a new path. That's not an old path. What you find out here, Ridlin and chemicals to calm kids down. Oh, they get on my nerves. I have an answer for that. Work, correction, and training by parents. I'm too busy. Shouldn't have had children. Shouldn't have had children. You're too busy, shouldn't have had children. Takes a lot of work to raise kids. A lot of work. More you have, more work it takes. Choices. This is what we're giving our kids. Choices 
to obey what we're trying to teach. Choices. I can tell you about choices. How many whacks you want? One, two, or three. It's your choice. Choices. I'm going to put you in a corner till you make up your mind. Would somebody please show me Bible for this kind of idiotic thing going on? Those are all new paths. All new path. Dr. Spock, not, not this one that you watch on there, but, but the one who wrote the book, Child Psychology, back in the 60s or 70s, wrote a book about parenting. And one thing he said you absolutely should not do is any kind of chastisement to a child is at least, I think it was 10 to 12 years old. I'm going to tell you something right now. It's too late right there. And by the way, I think it was 10 or 12 years after he wrote that book, he made a statement, we messed up. We messed up. We messed up. Choices instead of obeying and teaching. Everything is about the child instead about the leadership and what's right. This is why when you come here, listen to me, I'm not trying to be mean. You ain't run this place. You can run public school because they let you. They don't know what else to do with you. I know what to do with you. Go back home. Boy, you got real quiet. Oh, what about the little children? Well, those little children are going to become big teenagers. And those big teenagers are going to become very unruly young adults. And they're going to start telling you what to do. Now, I know this is, this is new conversation to a lot of you. When I get to talk about homosexuals and stuff, you're really going to freeze right there, aren't you? You see, all of these, how, how, look, at, look at here. Okay, see, see, how's the new paths working? Look at it. Look at it. Look at the overall new path. Just go ahead and look at them. Look at them out there. Look at them. They're everywhere. All new paths. They're not proven. And God said, okay, look at them. Now, I'm going to tell you what you ought to do. Search for the old paths. Search for the and, and actually ask for them. Ask for the old paths. Let's talk about old paths. Old paths, don't take my word, just stand still and see it. Dad is the head of the home. Well, the devil got him out, didn't he? You're not, you're not a dad of a home just because you're a male. Don't misunderstand. Females cannot be males. Two females cannot raise a child. Two males cannot raise a child. Cannot be done. You see, the old path started in the Garden of Eden, and God said a man and a woman, and God hadn't changed his mind. You see, that's an old path. And clear up until about the 50s or so, it was working pretty good. Oh, you had problems here and problems there. And, oh, I knew a guy who beat his kid. Overall, see, he's still walking in church going, I know that bum right there. I said, well, I'm not going to that church. What about everybody else? Dad led the home. He was the provider. He was the protector. He was the guide. That's what men do. Men don't lazy around and watch TV forever and smoke dope and, and go out and do what they want to do and don't get a job while they tell their wife, you need to get another job. We're not making ends meet. Dad is a man. He's not a woman. He's not a boy. He's a man. God designed it for a man and a woman. Sounds almost balanced, doesn't it? <laughs> this is God's design. Mom was a lady, not just a woman. Did I? Did I? Do you know the difference? Mom is a lady, not just a woman. She's a homemaker. She's a completer of her husband. She's not manly. Her hair still makes her look feminine, honors her parents, dresses like a lady. 
dresses like a lady. You can amen and smile anytime you want to. You say, I'm showing my disapproval. Doesn't mean a thing to me. Doesn't mean a thing to me. In Jeremiah chapter 6, children obeyed. You won't believe this. Children obeyed. Isn't that weird? Children obeyed. When mom and dad said something, they said, okie dokie. In my home, our kids said, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Yes, sir, and no, sir. I came back from Vietnam, and uh, the school that I went to, I went back to visit. And I couldn't believe what had happened. I mean, mini skirts, bell bottoms, beards, mustache to here, lamb chops all the way down to the side. And I thought, wait a minute. When I was gone there, they said you can't have... Um, uh, sideburns below your ears. You couldn't have a mustache below the corner of your head. They had standards for dressing. Well, a bunch of bratty little kids whose dad happened to be the chief of police, and that one was the judge, they all protested with their parents and had a set down at the school. You know, when you don't like rules, you simply rebel. You've seen it in the streets. You've seen this happen, right? And so what happened was they all changed their mind. Okay, there's a new path. Hey, we're on a new path now. Praise the Lord. Finally, some freedom here. We're on a new path. Okay, just see. 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 It doesn't make any difference whether you go to a country school or West High University. That's where I went. I went to Hilliard, which was a small school when I was younger, and I went to West High for two and a half years inner city school with thousands, country church with some hundreds, almost all white kids out there, totally black and white over here. New paths. New paths altogether. So what happens here? Jeremiah says in 6.16, but they said we will not walk. God said, let me tell you how to do this. And they heard it and they said, no, nah, we're not, we're not going to do that. Now, that's probably some of you even in here this morning. You're listening to all this and saying, no, that's not right. That's not necessary. Okay, I'm just asking you to look at all the paths and tell me how it's working. Amen. I'm asking you to see. There's proof all around. Just see. Just look at it and say, I don't think that's right. First of all, that's an opinion. What does God say? That's what you're interested in. So let's talk about old-fashioned churches. Let's talk about old-fashioned churches, all right? New churches. You said, preacher, how do you think all this stuff will work out? I don't know. It's new. I don't know how it's going to work out. How can I give you an answer to something that I haven't seen the end of it yet? Don't know. But I do know it's new. It's not old at all. You said, how, how will it work out? What if it's right, preacher? Think about that. What if the new paths are right? I have a better, more important question. What are you going to do 10 years from now when you find out it's wrong? If it's right, it should be proving itself. But there's no history to it yet. So you're gambling, if you would. The bigger, the more important question is what if it's wrong? Once we get to the end of it, all the damage has been done to our nation, to examples, to churches, to the cause of Christ. Praise and worship. Now, those are two words in the Bible, absolutely. And by the way, the Bible said come into his presence, talking about worship, in the beauty of holiness. 
Holiness there referencing the inside and the outside. Holy. Is that the praise and worship you're watching? New package. Say, yeah, but it looks like it's working. You don't know that yet. You, you have no idea how that's going to work out yet. What, what about, once, once we get to the end of that, all the damage has been done. Contemporary music. By the word contemporary, it means up to date. What's going on now? New, right? And here's what you say, I really like that. I really like that musician. Then you come here and you go like it doesn't do anything for me. Do you know why it doesn't do anything for you? You're spiritually not locked into anything except emotion. I told you. May I, may I inform you once again, underneath of those seats that you're on, we have installed seat belts. So when I really begin to preach, you can just fasten your seatbelt. You're going to be great, okay? Praise and worship, contemporary music, bands. We even call them bands. We don't even call them Christian. They're just bands. We want so much to act like the world because we think that is successful. Look at the crowds we're bringing in. You mean the carnality and the fleshly crowds you're bringing? Really? And you think that's Christian? Do you understand even now? Look, I've been old enough to know this. I'm sitting in my office. used to be in a farmhouse on the other side of the creek here years ago. And I got this advertisement in the mail. said uh, Noah's Ark. Or said the Ark. said the Ark. And I went, what is this? They advertised contemporary music, a nightclub atmosphere with no booze, smokeless ashtrays, Christian dancing. You know what I did? I put in the trash. I said, this will never fly. Nobody's going to buy into that. Look what the new path has done. How's it working? How's it working? This is what I'm asking you to do. I'm simply asking you to follow what God says about bands, video games, food places inside church like a McDonald's, Starbucks, in a church to draw the young adult crowd. This is, what we're, this is what we turn to, Broadway stage shows. Have you ever seen what some of these people do? I mean, they've got directors and, and they've got songwriters and they've got bands and they've got laser light shows and they've got all this going on and, and curtains coming down and moving out of the way and everybody goes, man, I love being at church. You weren't at church, you were at a play. You were at a play. Quit, quit faking it. You don't have to go to a building that says, they don't even say church anymore. And so what happened, these are all new, dancing in the Lord, seriously. I was at a lady's house one day, and I said, I'd like to invite you to church. She goes, oh, okay, there's this a new church this years ago. And I said, well, we've been at a little bit of time. She goes, do they teach dancing there? I said, ma'am, talking decades ago. I said, ma'am, well, my daughter right now is involved in ribbon dancing. Ribbon dancing. What is that? What is ribbon dancing? She goes, oh, no, I'm the teacher there. I teach ribbon dancing for Christians. get a stick about this long and you put a ribbon on it and you dance. That bringing you closer to the Lord yet? Okay, I'll keep going. Isn't that exciting? Wow, that's of the Lord right there. I'm just telling you. Hallelujah. So what happens here is this. 
It seems that modern-day churches want to try to please, relate, and search and research for everyone except Jesus Christ. You think a lot of this kind of stuff, if Jesus were actually there, he'd be clapping and saying, man, I'm glad somebody finally got to this place. Your Bible tells you, and not just this one verse, I can show you other verses too, what you should be searching for as a born-again Christian are the old paths. You need to search for them. In one more generation, one more generation of this new stuff, you'll not be able to tell a church from a nightclub. The way they dress, the way they act, their music, the Bible they're using. It's not even a Bible. It's not a Bible. This is what we're doing, and it's all new paths, very unproven. What are you going to do when it proves not right and you already bought into all of this? What are you going to do about that? I don't know if everybody's exiting just because of the way I'm preaching, but I need everybody else to sit still, put your seatbelt on, and knock it off. The old paths. You know what God said? Okay, stand still and see. Just see. I'm not trying to grate on people. People come to church with an idea on what a preacher should and shouldn't do. I'm not sure where you got that idea. And you say, I'll never go back there again. How come you don't do that with public school? You mean they do everything right? No, and you still keep sending your kids back there. How about your job? They cuss, they flirt, they whore around, they do all these kinds of things. Well, you got to have a job. No, you need to have a church. You need to come someplace where they'll tell you the truth so that you can learn about what God wants. Because I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to meet with the principal when you die. You're going to meet with God Almighty. You're not meeting with, with Joe Biden. You're not meeting with Trump. You're not meeting with anybody in Congress. You're going to meet with God Almighty. You understand that? So I would assume, God, I did what you said. Okay, then I should be good to go. How are you going to tell him I did all this new stuff because I didn't know? God instructs us. You find the old paths. Look for them. Find out. Ask about them. No need to guess. When you're talking about old-fashioned churches, no need to guess and wonder what we believe. By the way, watch this. A preacher attracts what he is, not what he wants. So when you look around here and go, wonder if everybody's for this, they would have already left if they weren't. This isn't the first time I preached this way. Preacher ran church. Parents back the preacher, not side with their children. You keep siding with your children. How's that helping them? Are they doing better? Do they love you more? Do they respect you more? Do they obey better? No, they don't. They just keep using you. Fiery, hot, pointed message. Used to stir the saints and convict the sinners. Now we want to teach. I like that guy. He's so nice. But that's not the point. Is he teaching you truth? Is it doing something in here to change your life more than just feed your intellect? There are people who've got drawers full of notes that they've taken from preachers on radio and TV and places they visit, but they're not doing anything with it. You know why? There's no challenge in here. It's just feeding their intellect, and we all feel better when we're learning more. Ask Eve. She gave up her walk with God for more knowledge. 
That's what she did. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. She lost her walk with God for more knowledge of stuff. So we sat in church and stroke our two whiskers and go, hmm, I'm not sure if I agree with that. Or, hmm, I've always said that. And like we're the smartest people that ever existed. God is that person. Soul-stirring hymns. Look, when I die, you can do what you want to here. We're never going to have a set of drums up here. Now, if we're playing the Star Spangled Banner, we have a snare drum. That may be different. Though we've never done that. There are churches I know have orchestras. That's fine. There's a difference between an orchestra and a rock and roll band. I've actually gone to symphonies before. They're great. You go to a place where they have real symphonies and all the oboe and the, not elbow, oboe. Trying to help you out here a little bit. Now, soul-stirring hymns. Spirit-filled singers. Spirit-filled is not talking in tongues. Spirit-filled is having power and boldness to witness for Christ in an ungodly world. Church had standards about everything. Everything. Hair, dress, behavior, associates, family, false religions, fake ways, false doctrines. The main thrust of a local church, the main thrust is to witness of Christ not fit into the community. This world does not need to adjust its lifestyle. It needs to be born again. It needs to be saved. That's what's going to help. You, you change from the inside out, not the outside in. So the main thrust was this, not ask the world to come to church so they can change their life. Now, I, I, just things that people, most people don't know. Even most Baptists don't understand this. Church is not a place for sinners. You said, I'm not welcome here? Don't misunderstand no place in the Bible does it say go in the world and invite sinners to come to church so they can hear the Bible and learn. No Bible for that. The Bible instructs born-again Christians. How many of you are saved? If you died right now, pretty sure you go to heaven? Okay, good. God instructs you to go into all the world and preach the gospel, not the Bible, the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter, oh my goodness, I think it's maybe 6, 1 through 5. The gospel that we have preached unto you, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is the power that saves. We have radio preachers, TV preachers, and local preachers trying to teach the world the Bible. You say, well, faith comes by hearing. That's talking about God's people. That's talking about God's people. We're getting this whole thing turned around, hoping to reach more of the world. So we basically put our, all you sinners, come on in here. You're welcome. In order to do that, you have to keep adjusting your church to make them not feel convicted. The idea is to help them feel convicted so that guilt says something is wrong with me. Something is what he said and what I'm doing is not the same thing. I've got to learn how to change. Preacher, can you help me? It's not, you know, I'm living in sin. I'm out whoring around. I'm, I'm drinking whenever I want to. I gamble. I don't go home half the time. And, you know, I like that church. I like sitting in there. It's a nice place. How can the ungodly sit or stand in the congregation of the righteous? The church has calmed down its righteousness and the world it hasn't changed. It hasn't come up. It's still the way it used to be and worse. If you don't feel comfortable, here's my answer. Ready? Get right. But I know what you'll do. That church just isn't for me. 
why. I, you know, I don't know. I just didn't feel comfortable. Did you feel comfortable? I don't feel comfortable with it. Why? Yeah, I felt uneasy. Oh, you mean like guilt? Do you know guilt is a good thing if you react to it right? How else would you know something's wrong? And how, how awful of God to let you think everything's right and end up in hell. So God along the way, I don't know what happened to preachers. They used to preach this way. Hey, get right with God and burn in hell. And everybody go, whoa, I'm going to the altar. But now we go like this. You know something? I don't care much for his tongue. Okay, how about that? Die, go to hell. Is that a better tongue? How about this? You know, Jesus loves you, and if you don't get saved, which tone do you want? It's not the tone, it's the truth that we ought to be after. Better families were produced, better neighborhoods were produced, more respect for patriotism was better, less pregnancies, less homosexuality, less living together. All the, the old proven path that church built was working, it was right, and so therefore we started trying new things because who knows, maybe it'll work better. You can't do better than perfect. How about this? There's something preachers don't, people don't preach on anymore. Soul winning. That sounds spooky. Soul winning. That sounds spooky. Soul winning. Soul winning. That church talking about soul winning. Soul winning. Hello. We're from Anchor Baptist Church. Wham! I'm a Catholic. I'm not a Christian. By the way, that's what they used to say. They don't say that anymore. I was in college. It doesn't show, but I was. Uh, and first time I ever heard this was way back in the uh, middle 80s. And uh, a guy came in class. Never, never saw this guy before. The teacher had him in. It was on evangelism. And he said, um, here's his opening statement. How many of you like having doors slammed in your face? What, you think everybody's hand going, yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Thought, oh, no, I love it. No, nobody's going to do that. So his beginning argument was one-sided right off the bat. So he came up with this idea about back then having phones do the calling for you. Now, all you got to do is buy this system, and it will randomly call people throughout your area. And anybody that responds on the message would be something like this. Well, hello. Yes, we're from the Anchor Baptist Church, and we'd like to know if you'd be interested in a free lesson about the Bible. Here's the, here's the reason he said that. That way, you don't have to confront people at their door. Wouldn't that be much easier? You'd be surprised how many people fell for that. Or, or here's one, here's one, okay. Don't witness to people. Put out a pamphlet and show them what all your church can offer them if they show up. And that's the way most people gauge whether they're going to church or not. What do you got for teenagers? You know why? You want somebody else to help you with the teenagers. Do you have anything for young marriage? Uh, nope, we don't have any young people here. Sorry. Actually, we have three old people. That's all we got. Isn't that odd? Here you got a Q-tip up here preaching to everybody who can't remember sometimes what he preached on last week, and you got all these young couples showing up. You come here tonight, you'll, you'll, you'll see it. 
leaving flyers in the door about church programs, inviting people to church, and let the preacher preach to them and get them down the aisle. And that way you judge the preacher. He's not very good anymore, is he? His people aren't walking the aisle anymore. Church is for the Christian. It's for the child of God. It's not for the lost person. You take the gospel to the lost person. When they get saved, they come to church to learn what God wants in their life. We're getting this whole thing backward, and then you judge the preacher. Well, you know, why can't he build it? I'm not here to build the world. I'm not here to fit in the world. I'm not here even to get the world to like me. I'm not trying to get people to dislike me. Hard to believe this morning, but I'm not. Lifestyle evangelism. I ain't got time to go back into all that. But the philosophy behind that was this. Look and act like people of the world. That way they'll not be shocked by the difference. And if you don't appear to be like them, they won't know that you care. You have to act like them or they won't think you care. Biggest lie out of hell. So how many of these people that work and act and talk like the world, how many they went into the Lord? You say their church is growing. Well, if I was real carnal or lost, I'd love to go to some rock and roll band on Sunday morning. Grab myself a Starbucks there at the entering in there, right? Hit the ATM on my way out, pay a little light, laser light show before I go, get my blood all pumping again. Man, I love going to that place. It's not a church. It's an assembly. That's all it is. My dad used to belong to the Moose Lodge. You used to get this paper all the time. When you look through it, it's a bunch of old fat guys. Just page after page of pictures of old fat guys, old white fat guys. And I used to look at this and go like, why in the world would anybody belong to something like that? Because it made them feel important. It's like Masons. Belonging to the Masons. What level of Mason are you? I'm a 22nd one. I'm a 27th degree Mason. And then if you get out of that and you start going into the by a neighbor one time who was a mason and we were renting off of them and uh, one day uh, after I'd been there for a year or two he came over and he said uh, I want to talk to you about something I said what is it he said I'd like for you to come to a meeting with me I think you'd make a great mason well he didn't know I'd already studied all this out and I said oh yeah why is that watch 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 what's the backwardness of what he's talking you work hard you're a good example. You, your kids are under control. You have a wonderful wife. Uh, you pay your bills. You do. I think you'd make a great mason. I said, I've turned him down. Why? I said, because the person that showed me and taught me how to do all that was Jesus, and I give my life to him. You want a finished product. He took whatever was given him and made and is working on a finished product. You see the difference here? This is what churches are supposed to do. Churches go out there and get the things the world has destroyed and tainted and broken, and they get saved, and now we because they have a heart now that can follow Christ. Then they come in here, and you got to preach the truth. Be nice about it, but preach the truth. That's what Sunday school's for. That's what bus routes are for. We're not here just to get crowds in here. We are here to win people to Christ and then teach them what saith the Word of God. And when we do that, we come to find out lives change. I'm a changed life. They lived right. They wanted to do right. 
and something happened. They bought into a new way. I'd like you to try to show me a small Nazarene church with a vineyard. I don't even think they call it church anymore. It's a vineyard. I have a vineyard in my backyard. Now we don't even call it churches anymore. Leave your mark, church, for motorcycle guys. No, leave your tread. Leave mark tread. Who cares? Uh, and so they're coming up with cool names, you know, to, so that the world will identify with you. Yeah. Yeah, I went there. I could identify with that preacher. I was talking to a Catholic one time, well, more than one time, but this one time. And uh, I told a guy, he said, look, I, I won't come to your church. I love being a Catholic. I said, I'm sorry, why? You don't believe this. He said, I love my priest. I said, why? I'd like to know. He said, you may find this hard to believe, but he said, I can identify with you. He said, for example, we had fish fry the other night at our church. Fish fry the other night. Man, I'm telling you now, we were knocking down cold ones like nobody's business. I mean, I can identify with him because he drinks like I do. He smokes like I do. I can identify with him. He said the next morning, he didn't even make it home. Man, my priest, I mean, he, he just identifies with this stuff. So let me get it straight. You want somebody like you, then why go to church at all? Why even mess with it? When did the Nazarene church and the vineyard church and who, who's, your, who's your favorite preacher down there in Houston? Joel Holstein. Holstein. That's a, that's a cow, isn't it? Joel Holstein. Uh, now here's what you say. Wow, look at the crowd. He won't take a stand on hell. He won't take a stand on absolute salvation. He won't take a stand on homosexuality. He won't. Most of the Bible, he won't take a stand. I just believe that everybody should Jesus and, and love the Lord and, and that's what we preach down here and, and my wife and I we just we just want people to know about the love of God. I'm not against the love of God. That's what drew me to Christ. But when you're point blank asked, is there such a place as hell? Is there one way to heaven or different ways for different people? You would think a guy that drew that kind of crowd could tell them. But you know what? He don't want to offend people. I don't want to offend people. Jesus offends people. The Bible said, watch it, you won't believe this. Jesus himself said, I did not come to bring peace. Do you understand that? Jesus, your Savior, the lovely Savior who loves everybody, said, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And a man's foe shall be they of his own household. Mother against daughter, father against son. And he goes on down through that. Do you know why he said that? Because when you get saved, everybody else will begin to oppose you. So why is it the whole world feels comfortable with going to church anymore? Because there's no difference. There's just no difference. Church is a place where Christians assemble to learn the Bible, to live it, and then go tell the world about it. Christians are supposed to do that. While so many are involved, this is why they're so in musicals, bands, 
games, passion plays, praise and worship. Let's feel good about ourselves. Who's going to win the loss to Christ? We're going to have plays. I don't understand this. When I was out in the world doing drugs and, and running around and gangs and stuff, why in the world do I want to go to church to hear about good stuff? I don't care. I wasn't one of those guys that ever so often felt guilty. Think, oh, maybe I need to go to church. I didn't sit in their parking lot and drink and shoot. I didn't do that. I could care less. But today, even drug addicts, homosexuals, feel comfortable sitting among God's people. I would like somebody to tell me, how is that possible? How is that possible? It is the Christian's job out in, from their local church to witness to their community of Jesus Christ. And quit letting your little light shine. Get a blowtorch. I just let my little light shine. I'll tell you what, crank that thing up a little bit, okay? Talk about old-fashioned Bible. A new, more exact translation. Really, is that what you got? A more exact translation. One that holds more closely to the original manuscripts. And I'm setting you up. They cry that the King James Bible was written by man, and when you rewrite something, man makes errors and mistakes. That's our argument. So they say, ready? Man says, let's rewrite the Bible. You just said when you rewrite stuff, man can make mistakes. So they come along and write two to three hundred more different so-called Bibles, and they're better translations. By their own philosophy, that can't be true. We're sitting in church one time. We got saved on the other side of town, and uh, preacher was was reading scripture. By the way, I don't know how you do that. I'm reading one thing, and your Bible says something completely different. So we were sitting in church. Well, I had gone to a, a, a bookstore and got my wife a Bible. I thought it was a weird question the woman asked. I said, I'm here to, to get a Bible, King James Bible. Here's what she said. Would you like a new one? I said, well, sure. So she got me a new King James Bible. We're sitting in church, and we're reading along. My wife held a book. She points to the word. Now, my first thing I thought was typo. Just a typo. Not a lot of words in that book. Just a typo. Sitting there a couple more minutes, she elbowed me again because another one. That's not right. Come to find out, a whole bunch of changes. Do you even know why you're using that easier to read Bible? Do you know that the New King James has over 30,000 additions or deletions in that Bible? Well, that had to be more than the these and thous, wouldn't it? Well, I could teach you some stuff about that. So, what about these new Bibles? What, what about the NIV. What about the New King James? What about the Living Bible? What about the Digest Bible? What about this Bible's for women? That Bible's for drug addicts. Evidently, we got one for politicians anymore. I don't know. They all claim to be a more exact translation and easier to read. But wait, that's not all. Has anyone beyond a shadow of a doubt ever proven the King James Bible was not right? No. Close to 450 years ago, and nobody has proven it wrong. Proven it. People make suggestions all the time, but they've never proven it. So this is the old book here. Any contradictions? Any errors? 
but it's so hard to read. Okay, hold, hold on. We are going to change and rewrite the Word of God because of our illiteracy. And yet we're so quick to tell everybody how smart we are. That's like parents. Parents care about their kids. Oh, preacher, he's barely in kindergarten, and he knows his ABCs and one, two, threes, and, and he knows all this already. And then you see him in church, and he won't behave, and he said, he, he doesn't realize what he's done. The kid can't be stupid and super smart at the same time. He's just the smartest little thing. Preacher, he's only two. He doesn't know what he's doing. Which one is it? Because of our own illiteracy, we're dumbing down the word of God. Because we are mentally lazy and do not want to spend vast amounts of time with God in his word, we replace it with a funny book. This Bible, the King James Bible, you take out names of rivers, countries, and people, which nobody likes reading those things, you'll find out the largest words in here are less than three syllables. Fifth grade level. You want an easier to read Bible? No, you just fall in line with what the world keeps teaching. The old, the most, most in this room probably grew up, if you went to church at all, with a place where they preached the King James Bible. Probably in a home where your mom or grandmother used the King James Bible. This is how we used to memorize together. How do you memorize when you have a, 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 an NIV and you've got a KEY and you've got an MOUSE and I'm using the King James? I was kidding about that. That's Mickey Mouse. And uh, what you find out here, how do you memorize? How do you teach your children to memorize? How does a guy get up in church and read? Let's all turn our Bible. Why? We've all got different Bibles. They're not Bibles. They are commentaries. They're comments about the Bible at best. Who told you, sir, you could change that word? Who told you you could leave out the word fasting? Who told you that? So they tell you, well, it's more to the original. There are no originals left. Where are you getting this from? Do you wonder why I get so upset? I've wondered about that myself. Now, why? I'm watching a generation. When I came in, I came in on the heels of some of the greatest soul winning reaching in the community with Jesus Christ churches you could imagine. And I have watched over the past 50 some years and this thing just went like this. And then we defend that. And you wonder why. I, I think preachers ought to be getting roofed, but they won't. They're more concerned about being liked than being the truth anymore. You stop and think about it. Next time you go to one of the goofy churches, Find something you really know about the Bible and just ask, why do you get here? Preacher, you know. Ask a preacher to preach on families and you siding with family over Jesus Christ. Ask him, do you, you reach for that? Ask him. They don't. Ask him, do you ever preach on homosexuality and sod sodomy? Is it wrong? Well, you know, we let the Holy Spirit in. Then what do we need you for, preacher? Holy Spirit works through people. God said he would preserve his word to all generations. So where is it? God made a statement. I will preserve my word. To all. So there has to be in every word of God Bible somewhere. 
Where's it at? I believe it's the King James Bible. That his word is settled forever. That's what the Bible says. That no one should add to or take from. Revelation said, do not add to my word and do not take from my word. And these people who try to make us believe they're so smart, why don't you obey that? I'm not that smart. I don't know Greek. I don't know Hebrew. I don't know Latin. I don't know uh, Aramaic. I don't know any of those languages that come along with learning the Bible. But I know something about English. I can learn the Bible. God, don't you understand? People gave their lives, their blood, their fortunes so that you could have a King James Bible in English. The Catholics didn't want you to have this. They wanted it in the old Latin so not even basic people who knew Latin could understand that. Oh, no, no, no. You need the priest to interpret it for you. God gave you an every word Bible so you could live for God. So what do we do when we even come to a Baptist church like this? We don't bring our Bible. We don't open our Bible. We don't take any notes. Very discouraging to me. It really is. So, okay. Old or new. Which should we follow? In all these areas. Old or new fashioned families. Which one? Which, one's, which one was working, which one's not working? Just see. Just see. Don't take my word for it. God said, here, stand in the path and see. And here's what you want to do. You're going to pick out what you think are exceptions to that rule. I know a family that seems to be doing real well. Overall, how are we doing in America? Do you know back in the 50s and early 60s when television was coming out way back in the 30s and it used to be black and white do you know when a husband and wife they showed a bedroom scene he slept over there and she slept over here they had pajamas on and robes on and it just doesn't do anything for you does it Ozzy and Harriet you kidding me yes mom okay dad yeah whatever sure I don't want to old or new Show me what used to work. How about older, new, new, old-fashioned church? If crowd means you're doing well, then the Mormons are doing wonderful. Because they draw a lot of crowd. Catholics brag that they have over 400 million Catholics in the world. And they have to be right. That can't be right. There's got to be something more than crowd that proves you're right. Right? Heaven and earth shall pass away. My word shall abide forever. If there's anything you can depend upon that will not change, that's old-fashioned and as up-to-date as it can possibly be, it would be the Bible. New or old-fashioned soul winning. Why? There was a day when we ran buses here, and you were right the other day. We could go down one of these side streets picking up our kids. I mean, on Saturday, we knocked on the door. Hey, Jimmy, you coming tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm coming tomorrow. Come to find out, we got up early on Sunday. We're going down the street. There were two other church buses ahead of us. Bible Baptist and um, Pleasant View used to be down there. And they're picking up our kids. Hey, beep, beep, beep. You're supposed to be. Well, they're giving away a bike, and we're giving away a Tootsie Roll. What would you do as a kid? I'm going to that church. I might win a bicycle. Don't fool yourself. That's exactly what happened. Now you want to know something? We can go soul winning. We can go visiting. We can run our buses. We don't run anybody else out there. Jehovah Witness, maybe. What happened? The new way doesn't work. 
sword. The old-fashioned Bible. My brother, when I got saved, he said, let me tell you something. You want to get to know God? You got to get to know that book right there. First thing I did, because I went through 10th grade two and a half times, I thought, ah, if I can't get it by now, I might as well quit. So I did. My wife said, hey, tell me what else. I didn't stop there. Later on, I, I, I went ahead. The first thing I did, I looked at this, and I went like this. Man, that's a big book, and there are no pictures or nothing. But I wanted to get to know God. So instead of sitting in a church service doing this, hmm, yeah, that makes sense. How about looking and saying, that's what it says. God says that. Why don't we do that? I appreciate your trust in me. I really do. But I'd rather you tell people instead, that's what preacher says. That's what our church believes. I would rather you say, you know, we were in Acts the other day, and preacher pointed this out. Look here. What's, I'd rather you refer to the Bible. God's word is what lasts forever, not me, not this church. God's word lasts forever. Well, if God's word has any influence with us at all, in Jeremiah chapter number 6, verse 16, thus saith the Lord. Here's what he said. Stand. Stand still. Quit moving around every time you don't like something. Stand in the ways. There are a lot of them. And see. A lot of them. And ask for the old path. Which one's been trodden more than the rest of them? going to find out the old path. How do I know that? Because there's history with that now. For the old path, wherein is the good way. There's where the good way is. You ever notice why kids like grandmas? They're comfortable. They're just comfortable. They can rely on them. They know what they can and can't do. And granny's not afraid to say, look at me, look at me. We don't do that in this house. That's my wife. That's your grandmother. Look at me. Look, look at look me in my eye. Will you listen? We don't do that here. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> then they turn around and she's fixing the cookies or giving up my cake or whatever. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths wherein is the good way and walk therein and ye shall find rest for you. This is God Almighty's direction. What was the outcome? And they said, this is what you're getting ready to decide. We will not walk there. You want to get to know God, you got to get to know that book. I was illiterate. I was ignorant. I was worldly nothing about any religion at all. I was handed a tough-to-read King James Bible. And I still have that tough-to-read King James Bible. And it hasn't changed one word. Oh, other books do. The King James Bible does. Therein is the good way. Let me ask you something. Which direction is your family going in? your children. Well, you know, we're having a tough time. I was reading Dr. So-and-so's book and he said, I'd love to see their children. You ever wonder about that? wonder how their children are. I'd love to see their children. I'd like to know what truth he uses. Now, look, ladies, ladies, if your pediatrician says, this is the end, you pout, you probably want to listen to him. But when he tells you how to raise children, 
house of God. Are you saved? If you're not in touch with God, if you're not in tune with God, and by the way, if you're not saved, you're not. I don't care how much you read or where you go to church, you're not. You're not his child if you're not born into his family. It's simple. Okay? I'm not trying to be mean, just telling you the word. Are you born again? If you died right now, would you go to heaven? Would you go to heaven right now? Are you training your children to live for the Lord? Or are you just hoping they don't kill anybody before they do that? What a mess we've gotten ourselves into. Uh, the old baseball stadium down here. Go back and look at pictures in the 50s and even the 60s. Look how people went to go watch a baseball game. They didn't go there almost naked, drinking beer all night long and eating hot dogs that you can't see straight. Man, I love going to watch that baseball. How do you know? You couldn't even see they used to go, suits on. Women had dresses. Here's the, that's not necessary. Okay, well, just look at what's happening. Just look at now. Now we dress and act that way in church. Mothers, many of them are getting lazy. They don't really care. So they'll send them to church, get up on Sunday morning in their pajamas. This is happening say, Mommy, I'm sorry, we, we, we can't come in pajamas. Well, I thought that church loved children. It was, Jesus loves them. So let me get it straight. If they wanted to come in with nothing on, that'd be okay? Pajamas? What in the world have we done? Come to church in pajamas? Come to church, dress any way you want to, and everybody should accept you for the way you've dressed? Why? You come before the king. This is called God's house. This is called God's book. I'm called God's man. You're supposed to, if you're born again, you're God's children. What are we doing acting like the world says it's okay? I don't care what the world says. Are you saved? If you died right now, would you go to heaven? I'm not talking about you change your life so God will accept you. That's not the way it works. You get Christ in your heart, and then you begin to live, to live pleasing to him. That's the way it's supposed to work. Are you born again? Are you saved? Have you ever trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Mom and Dad, you're having troubles because you keep changing direction all the time. When children become confused and nothing is consistent, they start doing whatever they think is right. Consistency, even if it's tough, at least we know what to do. Well, it changes all the time. Next year, you're going to be a different mom, right? You're not supposed to be your daughter's girlfriend. You got that off the of TV. You got that from public school. You didn't get that from the Bible. I'm not against you being their best friend, but if you can't be mommy first, quit working on being their best friend. That'll never do it. I started to say something. I think I should have shut up. What do you think? You don't know? Why not? Everybody watch his hand. I know. It's a great answer. say something and, and you really thought it needed to be said, but you know if you said it, it's going to be probably misunderstood, so I probably shouldn't, but you feel like a chicken now, like you have no boldness and you're just afraid, and so what do you do? You never felt that way, and so, uh, hey dad, forget the piercings, the tattoos. 
and try and act like a teenager. You're not. Those tattoos are going to sag. That that says, my girlfriend, she's going to look like an old lady when that begins to sag down here. You got a big battleship across here. Now it's sunk down into here. The waves have covered it up. And you still think you're just the coolest guy. Mom, you're laughing. You're doing the same thing. You're trying to look like them, fix your hair like them, dress like them. My wife and I, I think my wife would do it. In the airport, we saw that old lady dressed this way. Will you, will you with me? In the airport. Morning. You, you want to learn some good things to preach on and, and examples? Go to the airport, and if, you're, and if you're held over, sit near the concourse and just watch people. People are hilarious. Watching this old lady now, she's probably in her 70s right now, uh, and she's there, and she had on uh, this thing that you're doing, which is absolutely ridiculous, wearing your tights, whatever you call those things, body armor or whatever it is, and that's all you've got on in a pullover shirt. She had the, what do you call those? Leggings. Leggings, you know, <laughs> leggings are way up to here, so I'm not sure how far your legs are gone. She had on stiletto heel. I'm talking about great, great grandma. I mean, cheeks were clear down here on her chest. I mean, it was, it was bad. And she had on a tiger print shirt, bright sunglasses with fake diamonds all around hair. Little saggy rear end in the back. Grandma, what are you doing? Hey, Grandma, what are you doing? Well, I just don't like getting old. I don't know how to break the news to you. You're there. Whatever happened with just being a grandma? What is wrong with that? Dad, your dad. Speak to him. Preacher, preach. Ma'am, be a lady. We have way too much masculinity among ladies. We have way too much effeminence among men. understand why men don't have anything to do with women. Well, I can lift more weight than they can. Oh, yay. You're proud of that? You feel sorry for a lady that men run to get the door for? I don't need them to do that. Don't worry about it. They won't. My son, when he's a little kid, my oldest boy, he's almost what, 50? You're not paying attention. You're talking this quiet. He was taught to get door for a lady. So I think we're going into Walmart or something like that. This is decades ago when he was little. And he ran up, got the door. You know how little kids do that, put their back against the door, and they stand there like this. And this lady just bounced right on in. And he looked at her. Because you see, when his mom and sisters walk through, they go through that gate. And he looked at me confused like, ladies at home. 
So I said, you're welcome, ma'am. I, I have that attitude. I just want to tell you what I said to that woman who had colored hair the other day. I better not. I should tell her. Okay. It's his fault. He told me to say it. I better not. I think I should say it. All right, you go ahead and tell her. Go ahead. You chicken. I was in, uh, I think, uh, Kroger. And you know how they have these people go, sir, uh, what's your utility bill? Who you, who you with? You know, and they're just baiting you to, to switch and stuff. And they always, I'll always, here's your out, fellas. Really, I don't handle the bills. My wife does. Well, do you have her phone number? No, she won't let me have it. <laughs> so I knew what they were going to do. And I'm trying to avoid this guy, big, tall, black guy, and this little short white girl, and her hair's all up like as bright blue. Now, what you're supposed to say is, love your hair. Oh, now that's what the world says, even if they don't like it. So I didn't want to walk by because I knew I was fed up clear to here with this stuff. But you know me. And I walked by and I shouldn't have said, hey, please forgive me. I shouldn't have said this. And the guy said, serve you. I said, I'm not interested. And I said, by the way, I looked at the girl and said, you look stupid. I just kept right on walking. <laughs> You're not supposed to say stuff like that. That's why it's accepted. Even those of you that don't like it, you go like, yes, well, that's different. That's kind of nice. When I was growing up, great-great-grandmas had blue hair. I don't know why to this day. Why'd they do that? Anybody know? A lot of them used to have, huh? Blue, right? The what? On white hair? I'm never going to try rinse on my hair, that's for sure. They probably didn't do it on purpose, but they're doing it on purpose. Somebody has told them, that's very, yeah, I know where you got that. I know where you got that. You've been watching Hollywood. Or maybe you went to one of those contemporary churches and saw the praise and worship leader. And you thought, oh, my goodness, if I had one hair, I'd open my shirt to this. Mullins did that? He didn't. He don't have one hair. Folks, listen to me. There is no substitute for what's right. Now, here's, here's the rub. Yeah, well, who said what's right? Let's cut to the chase right here. Problem is, most people don't know this to even have a good statement on it. So you're making things up as you go. It's not working. And God said, I'll tell you what you do. Look at the paths. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. See don't take my word for it. Look. Now, I want you to ask for the old path, and then when you see that, see what's happening. That's the well-trodden path right there. You get on there, and you walk therein. Is that you? Let's pray. Father, for